When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It is July 16th, 2021. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Afrikanawa and NYC Demon Diva, Isa, to talk about SmackDown on Fox. And after a bajillion D days, <laughs> we were roaming in the desert. We didn't know where we were going, and the fans are back. Uh, we have found so the promised land. Yep. Yeah, it feels like things are normal again. Yeah, it feels good. It, it feels. Uh, it does feel beautiful. I really did. I love the feel of tonight's show, and. Um, yeah. It was very fun watching the fans back and reacting to the certain things they reacted to. And, you know, they were committed to this show. And this just feels great. And I hope uh, WWE is able to build ahead of steam with these shows. Yeah. Hope so. I mean, we're going to talk about the news, though. I think we might be getting a bit ahead of ourselves. Of like, sure. enjoy this weekend. Because, uh, Alfred, what's, what's the deal with Atlanta? Well, yeah, let's throw out some bad news. The September 17th edition of WWE SmackDown on Fox it will no longer take place at the State Farm Arena in Atlanta, Georgia. It was announced earlier today by the arena that this event has been canceled in that arena. Now, SmackDown's still going to air that day, but it's going to be somewhere else. Uh, no reason was given, so I don't know uh, in terms of speculation. Uh, refunds will be issued, but a lot of people were mad about this who were looking forward to going to their first live event in the Atlanta area. I know uh, WWE tickets tend to sell better, you know, out east in that area and whatnot, but uh, it looks like it will not be happening in Atlanta. So they're going to have to move that off, uh, Issa. That's uh, pretty bad news, huh? Yeah, pretty bad news for those in Atlanta. I think everybody's just looking forward to getting back out to these shows right now, especially, you know, if you're vaccinated, people are just itching to get out. I wonder if that was like a double booking issue or what's yeah. going on, because I feel like they're not going to just cancel just like that, you know? So I wonder what really is behind it, but I feel bad. I feel bad because I, I know I personally am dying to get back out to a show. Imagine somebody having those tickets in hand and then finding right. out that the show's not happening. That's heartbreaking. It is. I think, you know, fingers crossed, right? Like that everything's going to be smooth sailing. Everything's going to be good. But I think in some states right now, there's an air of uncertainty given what's going on with Delta. So, 
Yeah, yeah. So and I mean, you know, we don't want to speculate as to whether it's like health related as to whether uh, whatever it is. I, I'm sure, you know, I tend to think that it might be a double booking situation or whatnot, because it seems like a yeah. lot of people are looking forward to looking, going to that sure. show. But who knows what it is? And I'm sure we're going to find out more information in the future. But they're definitely going to come back around to Atlanta. The WWE tends to do well in that area in terms of uh, their shows. They, they have a lot of pay-per-views there. Yeah, 100%. There's so many double booking issues with so many arenas because you have new shows that book the arenas, but then you have um, artists and performers trying to make up for the days that they post oh, yeah, shows true. for that, that the arenas are just in a pickle of who gets the ownership to, you know, I know AEW had to reschedule their Newark show here like twice because of issues with, you know, with what was going on with the arena. So I think, you know, it's unfortunate, but I can see this happening maybe more than once. Yeah. Well, um, in other news, WrestleMania 38. So there's all these rumors about The Rock coming back to challenge Roman Reigns. But a possible plot twist in this whole storyline could see not a one-on-one match, but according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, we could see a tag team match at WrestleMania 38 in Inglewood, California, where it would presumably be The Rock in one Uso against Roman Reigns in another Uso. The reason being that there might be some concessions that The Rock might need to make in order to stay healthy, do as little as possible. The last few times he did return, he got hurt, and that really set back his production schedule. The Rock really is like a one-man enterprise in terms of his involvement in a movie. So if he gets hurt, that whole movie shuts down, and that costs a lot of money. It costs people their jobs. So it looks like one of the concessions that they might make, again, there's still plenty of time, but uh, The Rock in an Uso versus Roman Reigns in another Uso. Uh, Issa, are you here for a tag team match at WrestleMania 38? Yeah, I think they're. I think they really want to save that one on one for um, WrestleMania 39 in Los Angeles because next year's in Dallas, right? Yeah, um, yeah. That being said, I mean, we haven't had a long term storyline in a while well maybe now with with Seth and Edge apparently that's been building up since like 2014 but I I am a big fan of storylines like being built for that long so why not and and the rock needs to learn who the real head of the table tribal chief is so he can start you know learning now (laughs) Glenn what do you think are you excited about a potential tag team match the Usos and the Rock getting involved like that it's a little less special being a tag team match but we'll see we'll see what happens yeah, yeah, it would be definitely less novel, but I wouldn't have too much of a problem with it only because, you know, I do sympathize with the fact that he should really stay healthy and whatnot. And then also it's The Rock. I mean, he's such a big star that, you know, you want to see him back in a live event capacity. And then also I don't want them to take that temptation of possibly having The Rock beat Roman Reigns because that's always going to be a possibility in their mind. And if they have one-on-one for that title, I really don't want The Rock winning that's that That's true. Title. Yeah. True. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, finally, and this will get us right into SmackDown in terms of live returns, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about the return that we saw tonight. Uh, it was reported by Fightful Select that the company has like an all-hands-on-deck mentality right now in terms of live touring, welcoming people back. There have been some of these reports about more and more returns, but apparently there are going to be returns beyond what is planned right now. Uh, before we really get into the show, uh, we did see a return tonight, and I do think that WWE did a good job of pacing itself in terms of if you didn't see one return after another, we've talked talked about on this show that we don't I don't think it's a good idea for them to continue to rush people back um, and then just kind of blow that thing open before we really get going and uh, I think it's really going to depend on the ratings to be honest uh, if I think they see ratings that are disappointing I think we will see an accelerated uh, return schedule but um, for now it looks like they're going to pace themselves Isa. 
I think they should. I mean, think about it. SummerSlam is selling quite well, and we don't even have a match announced. So why not pace your returns? Because if you like give us everything that you got now, what's going to happen after SummerSlam? It's going to go right back to that same weird pace. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for them to kind of pace it out and save it for after SummerSlam. I don't want to see everybody come back for SummerSlam, and then everything just feels like back to the same. Uh, Jody Shaw Jenkins, Canadian $5. You know, Jody, I take back the fan fiction I've been writing about your couple's YouTube account <laughs> because this is an epic quote saying, couple thoughts, great to have fans back. I feel AEW's been doing a better job with the fan feel. And for Glenn, is Otis actually Dwayne from Degrassi? Uh, me and like three other people that were watching Degrassi in like the 90s get that reference. But yes, yes, Otis. I was, uh, or yes, uh, Jody, I was trying to put my finger on who Otis looked like, Dwayne from Degrassi. <laughs> he was the bully. He was bullying Joey Jeremiah. Later turned out he was HIV positive and at the time, groundbreaking storyline. Uh, but yes, that's that's who he reminded me of. So thank you, Jody, Shauna Jenkins. Great to see Made my weekend. Uh, Christian James Calderon, $2. Thoughts about the new Titan Tron set? I like the Titantron. Uh, don't like the set. It was the first major disappointment of the evening. One of few, but I was very disappointed because I think me and Justin Labar worked ourselves up into a frenzy the other night talking about, oh, look at all these sets. Remember these sets from WrestleMania 9? And, and when I heard set and it was going to be a great set, I was expecting, you know, some actual pageantry. But we got just a big screen and everything else looked the same. I had very, very bad flack flashbacks to WrestleMania 35. I remember walking into MetLife, so hyped to see the set, and then I finally step in and it's just a giant LED screen and I'm like, well, this is underwhelming, especially because the last WrestleMania I've been to was Orlando, WrestleMania 33 with that yeah. epic set. So I felt so underwhelmed by WrestleMania 35 and it gave me, you know, I have, maybe I have set PTSD because I saw that giant screen today and I'm like, oh great, this is a mini version of WrestleMania 35. <laughs> It was interesting tonight, and we'll go through the segment by segment. I think that I'm curious what some of the draws were tonight, because a lot of the things that I think we thought were super over, maybe were not as over with the live crowd. Like that live crowd tonight might have been a little more casual and not as up on the current product, it felt like, given what they popped for versus what kind of got a flatter reaction. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say it was like, uh, you know, to make the AW comparison, like that crowd was on fire in terms of the really hot crowd that was literally going crazy for everything. This crowd, while they were hot, they did pick their spots in terms of what they liked, what they didn't like. And I think once yeah. WWE gets out of Texas, nothing against Texas, because this is a good crowd. But once they start going to different places, we're going to get more of those crowds that just know how to stay hot for the whole show, at, at least on SmackDown, not on Raw, because three hours is a long time to stay hot. Yeah, there are certain cities that I know to be wrestling cities, and I'm looking forward to WWE getting to those cities. I think we have a Chicago coming up in about two, three weeks, a Raw. I'm looking forward to that one because I do think there are certain cities that you the crowd just feels different, and that's where I really want to get their reaction. Yeah. Anything else in the news? Nothing else in the news. Let's get to the show. Well, first, uh, we, we teased it hey, 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 cheers, everybody. We're back. We're back. Cheers to surviving the last whatever. What did they say? Seventy weeks or something? Weeks. That's insane. I feel like I've aged about ten years in the last seventy weeks. Same. I feel like I look at okay, so I went the other night, I realized I've been doing this podcast five years now. I was like, I'm gonna go back and look at an earlier podcast. And I'm sure I'm like, look how young I look. Like I think I, I, I like to pride myself and feel like I haven't aged much since I was like nineteen, but man, do I see it from the last five years. 
Yeah. You have a young face, though, Glenn. I think uh... I do, but it's sad when the boyish age, you know. <laughs> like I'm just gonna like have that weird Mickey Rooney thing going on, where I'm gonna be like, you know, <laughs> not a bad thing to aspire to. All gray and, and boyish. Uh, Antoine Fair, five dollars, saying, "Hey, correspondent Antoine here. Hey. That was a thunder to home SmackDown. We wouldn't like that episode, and that Roman Boo seemed piped into me thoughts. Um, you know." You could do the same thing week in and week out, but sometimes doing it in front of an audience makes it feel new again. Yeah, yeah. And I would say in terms of piping in, I, I did, just because we've been hearing 70 weeks of Thunderdome, I know what that sounds like. And, you know, even when SmackDown used to be taped, you know what that piped in sound. And I definitely did hear that noise when it was like a backstage segment. A couple of backstage segments seems like they piped it in for that. So who knows how much they were using it. But this crowd, once like the bell rang and they were into a match, did seem like an actual crowd that I don't think WWE was piping in noise throughout the show, but maybe certain points. And I think Roman Reigns got a really good reaction, to be honest. I do, too. I do, too. I was paying close attention to it. And I thought that when he first came out, he had a really good reaction. So we opened tonight. We had uh, Roman and the Usos versus Edge. And Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. This was where it was like, oh my God, the crowd's on fire. They're so happy to be back. I mean, first thing we saw was Vince McMahon come out and just say, oh, where the hell have you been? And I love that. that. I oh, love that off. so much. <laughs> where the hell have you been? And he just walks off. I was like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's the thing. So that was hot. The opening match was hot. And I think that's the thing. I think that sustaining... Plus... Think about the energy. We haven't been doing this for a while. We haven't been going to shows. I think the first concert I go to back post-pandemic, it's going to be like after three songs, like, okay, I'm tuckered out. I got to I gotta take a nap. <laughs> you know, it's been a while. Got to get gotta get my crowd legs back. I can see that. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, this was a hot opening. This was a really, really hot opening. Uh, Issa, do you first? What did you think of the match? Um, I thought the match was a lot of fun. I expected it to be a lot of fun. I'm glad they opened with it. I thought they were going to save it for the end, and I was kind of hoping that we'll bring... I wanted to see Roman be the first person after Vince McMahon um, to come out just because I do feel Roman Reigns was one of the biggest Thunderdome era faces that we have, right? Um, I I thought the, the edge for... Like, the pop for edge is never going to change every single time. Doesn't matter how long he's been around since he came back in Houston at 2020. So it must have, uh, 2019, sorry, it must have been a good throwback for him to go back to Houston. But it's impressive, his pop. It was um, Dominic's first match in front of oh, a yeah. crowd. Oh, right. As a fun fact, he has not wrestled in front of a crowd yet. So that was fun to see. But I thought they, they gave it their all. I really like Roman teasing the, the crowd when he was doing the spots outside of the ring, like uh, yelling at everybody, acknowledge me. I thought that was pretty good of him. Yeah, I thought it was a fun match. Too. I expected it to be fun. I mean, you had six very talented performers in there and a really, really hot crowd. It was the perfect way to start. Yeah, this whole match was about playing up to the crowd, and I think they did a mm -hmm. great job of this. Uh, judging by how the show ended and that spot that they had toward the end, uh, I could see why that wasn't uh, the starter and that was the main event, but this was a perfect way to start off the show. Uh, even down the entrances where they really built to that edge entrance where it got quiet, and then when his music hit, I mean, that's going to be in competition for the pop of the entire weekend in terms of everybody who returns, because that was an insane pop to where like you couldn't even hear his music for the early parts of him running out there. So I thought that was really cool and a great way to start the show. Um, and I just, yeah, Roman Reigns is such a great heel in terms of getting people to boo him. And then when he gets his come up, it's like he got that spear on the outside and they popped huge because he was chirping at them before. So I thought this was really good. Whatever. 
<laughs> I just understand what happened, Isa. <laughs> I understand. I just didn't appreciate any of what happened after the win. I didn't appreciate Edge putting his hands on the Universal title. I hope somebody sanitized that before Roman touched it again. But listen, let him have his moment now. We'll 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 celebrate on Sunday when Roman beats him. Yeah, this was this was a hot opening, and I think they did it well by having Roman and Usos get the win, but then it was the Raj Giri booking math that if Edge is standing tall at the end, well, clearly Edge isn't going to win on Saturday. Right. But we can let him have his moment tonight. So hot opening. It was a really hot opening. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Hot fun. Uh, right here now. Yeah. Uh, Craig Creative $2. I was reading this, uh, the sad news uh, as oh, we were no. going to air tonight. Uh, rest in peace to Bismarcky, another legend gone. 57, man. Tough year for hip hop. DMX, yeah, is Marquee. That's not good. Yeah, not good at all. Man, I was listening the other night to his old stuff with like Roxanne Chante. I was going down that wormhole, and he's just so so good. I mean, just yeah, yeah one of the innovators in hip hop. R.P. Uh, Shark D too. Yeah, man, you're right. This has really been just an awful awful yeah. year. Yeah, for hip hop. Been... Mm -hmm. Um, we went from that uh so we had some promos we had some building up of the matches on sunday rollins uh interrupting edge that outfit was amazing the star right. suit with the red um shirt and shoes the drip the drip <laughs> when did the drip become a good thing you I know I liked it since he came out in all leather the first time he returned, but that's just me. I know not everybody's a fan of it, but I, I am. I've been a big, a big fan of the fashion choices that Seth Rollins have been making. Yeah, he's playing it up. I think it's hit or miss, and this was. I don't know about this one with the with the stars, but he's doing his thing. I did like the promo that Seth Rollins cut on Edge, though. I thought that yeah. was a very good promo. It was very good in planting the seeds. Uh, not to get ahead of ourselves, I like that he went over in terms of being the guy who kind of stepped up to Edge, and you've kind of got him on your mind now. And that line that he had about Edge making money in the bank famous, I, I like how he tied that all together. This is really good. I really hope he does get away from this if he feuds with Edge. And I, I, part of me thinks just because Edge is like kind of a micromanager when it comes to his feuds, and he's just really creative mind, and he wants everything to hit a certain way, I think Edge might encourage Seth Rollins to just kind of get more serious in terms of them feuding, because I don't know if Edge wants to feud with the more comedy-type version of Seth Rollins. But oh. Edge did show up on the bump wearing the robe and the sunglasses trying to act like Seth Rollins did. So I was like, please don't go in that direction. Please don't. <laughs> like, I really want this to be a Because these two guys can cut some promos. So I yeah. am looking forward to this feud, but I need it, like you said, Alfred, to be, like, more serious. I need both of them to, like, really take each other seriously. Um, well, Seth Rollins tried to end Edge in 2014. Yeah, Come on. <laughs> exactly. They should call back to that, too. Mm -hmm. uh, did you guys see that uh, exchange that Edge had with R-Truth where he said he, he's got the most championships, he doesn't count the 24-7 titles? And then R-Truth went on Twitter and said, I don't count your 31 titles either, so we even. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it was genius. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Lonzo Smith saying, Seth Rollins in his loud suits. Why the hell does Becky Lynch let him out of the house looking like that? <laughs> You guys ever had that before? Uh, Alfred, I'm just assuming this is more of a guy thing. Issa, I doubt you would ever have a significant other that would question your impeccable taste and fashion. But Alfred, do you ever get checked by a significant other where it's like you're not going out wearing that? 
Sure, but I'm very stubborn, and uh, I think she understood. I was in a long-term relationship for like four years, not anymore, and I'm, I'm not married, and so I wear whatever I want. I'm sure any of these floral shirts uh, <laughs> would say to tone it down, but uh, I'm very stubborn. So if somebody tells me not to do something, I'll probably do it even louder. So maybe I will have a stepmom suit if somebody tells me not to wear it. I've, what about you, Glenn? What do your uh, wife tell you not to leave the house wearing? I have a pair of shorts that look like like kind of like jams from the the early 90s um, that I have to hide because my wife will throw them away if she finds them. She hates when I wear them. And one time I was wearing them out and her uh, my mother-in-law saw me and she went, oh, cool shorts, Glenn. And I was like, see, your mom thinks they're cool. And it's like she was being sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've all got our items. But no, my wife was like, I mean, we went to Disneyland 80s night. Like I was wearing the Zubas and the, you oh, know, yeah. yeah, like Zubas top and bottom. Like, yeah. and she had no problem with that. So what color? Uh, I've got, uh, I was wearing the classic uh, black and white zebra pants, yeah. but then I had like a loud, like purple and orange top. Oh, let's go. <laughs> you guys do that on the podcast one of these days. You can't just say that. Yeah. I have like my Terminator X sunglasses. I wear There's yes. photos on my Twitter. Like it's out there. I think it's on my Instagram too, from eighties night at, uh, I spiked up my hair and everything. It was, uh, it was fantastic. Uh, so Wrestling Enthusiast 499, thank you so much, Wrestling Inc. team, for providing us content during these times. Is there a chance this variant ruins upcoming events? A bit worried. I mean, I think we're going to know in two weeks, you know? Um, and look at what's going on in Vegas right now. So as we were, as today with breaking news, some of the casinos in Vegas are mandating mm. masks indoors again. Vegas right now is a particular area of concern, given all the tourist activity there. So I think, um, I mean, SummerSlam is... I mean, that's going to be huge. It is an outdoor venue, but it'll be interesting to see if there's something that's going to affect on a grand scale. I mean, that that will be the one. Yeah, I believe Los Angeles as well started mandating yeah. um, indoor yes, masks as well. So this is like, I people need to just get vaccinated. Come on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, we've tried everything. We've tried just bribing them. That's lottery. Yeah, lottery. Like, yeah. <laughs> You know, but God forbid you go door to door and offer, hey, we can just do this right here, right now. That's <laughs> too far, apparently. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. So, I mean, hey, fingers crossed, you know, I want um, I want this to be over with. I'm just, yeah. I'm just worried. I'm nervous, nervous about all this. And tonight, didn't see a lot of voluntary masking in that crowd tonight. I don't think I saw any. Did you guys I see that? I saw one. Like, there was somebody riding, like, the fourth row wearing a mask. Okay. Yeah, one, I saw like, a guy or two that was, like, rocking the chin diaper. Like he doesn't know how the mask works. I did see that. <laughs> <laughs> or the like I'm dangling it off the ear. Like I've yeah. never never understood. You know, um, when I went to my nephew's graduation, he kept wearing it as a chin diaper. And I was like, Can you please take it off? And he was like, No, it's covering my acne. So he was actually <laughs> keeping it there just to cover his acne. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> I would have been good. I should have tried that when I was a teenager and said that retina crap. Um <laughs> So, uh, man. Okay, so we had uh, Sami Zayn, like going out, getting a great heel promo, uh, where you're like, "Oh, the the crowd tried justice for Sami." So obnoxious, and the crowd not getting into it, and then him turning on the crowd before he's interrupted by returning Finn Balor, who uh, who uh, attacked him. What did you think of the segment, Alfred? Uh, I like the segment. I love Sami Zayn in this segment. I will say, uh, I don't think Finn Balor got that big of a reaction in terms of what I expected. I know it was out there. They seemed to be into his 
pose. And, you know, when the music died down, they didn't definitely cheer for him. But there was that he came out, and I didn't think it was uh, as big as I thought it was going to be. And they were kind of waiting for the welcome back chant, and it didn't come. And then Sammy, he said, well, okay, welcome back, Finn. And they still didn't chant. <laughs> uh, but they did seem happy to see uh, Finn Balor. I just think he's been away for too long, because in addition to this pandemic, he was off the main roster for about a year down in NXT. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe it'll just take some while. And again, uh, we've talked about this before in terms of I'm just so much of a bigger fan of the of the demon uh, than uh, Finn Balor, the I character. Miss the demon. I want to see the demon back. Me too. Me too. Um, I love the promo that Sami Zayn cut. There's nobody that you can bring out to rail up a crowd. Like as soon as his music hit, I was so excited because I knew he was gonna just come out there and kill it. I think that Finn Balor's timing in XT might have just hurt his crowd reaction a little bit. I mean, everybody was raising their arms. The entrance was what yeah. they wanted it to be. It was like Alfred said right after. It felt like the the, the momentum kind of like died down a little bit. You had to build him up. Um, I did expect him to come back to Raw. I saw some rumors going around today that he was coming back. I thought he would come back for Apollo, maybe put him in an IC title field. Regardless, it's good to have Finn back in the main roster. There's nothing left for him to do in NXT after that last um, run. So it's exciting to see another big name, you know, back on the main roster. It's weird. Like the crowd seemed like they recognized him. They seem more familiar with him than Rick Boogs tonight uh, or some of the other talent. Yeah, I mean, Rick Boogs is still relatively new. And I actually like what Rick Boogs, he did a good job in terms of, maybe they didn't react to him in general, but just firing that crowd up for Shinsuke, and I think I think he was great tonight. Yeah. Well, and and kind of the same thing, um, when we had had, uh, Shotzi and Knox come out, I, I got to admit, I thought this was going to be huge, and I think a lot of this crowd does not watch NXT. They seemed completely yeah. unfamiliar. Definitely. A lot of people don't watch NXT, period. Yeah, I mean, I they're know. not doing that great in the ratings. So um, that's the one thing that I will say I felt consistent with AEW is who, who the people that I thought were going to be over were over when I heard the crowds back. Where with WWE, I am in shock with certain reactions, and I know it's just day one of it. But AW was very like, yeah, I knew this person would get a pop. I knew this person would get a pop. But like you said, I was very a little bit underwhelmed with the Chelsea and Tegan um, reaction, but maybe they're just not familiar with them and let them establish themselves. Yeah, that's definitely what it is. We have to remember less than half of this audience. So SmackDown does around 2 million viewers and NXT was up this week and it did just over 700,000. So that's less right. than half of this audience that really follows NXT. So it's really the hardest of the hardcores. And um, so you give it time. I think Shotzi and, and, and Knox are going to be stars in, in time. Uh, but for now, they just got called up out of nowhere. There was no build up to it. Uh, I think it's going to take a while before these fans really know to react to these people. It also yeah. probably doesn't help that they were getting a rematch of a match that we just saw last week. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I get that the crowd's going to be hot, but it's just like, OK, so another non title match between the same people. They could yeah. have created a title match, you know, and just saying. But now they're number one contenders after Knox and Shotzi got the win tonight. So to beat the champ, you have to beat the champs, then beat the champs what? again, and then beat the champs again. And then a third time. Come on. <laughs> I mean, you know what I don't like? I love that Shotzi and Knox are winning their matches. I just don't like this Barry Horowitz reaction. Like, oh, my God, I won. Oh, we did it. Like, yeah. They don't like on the price is right. 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 Agreed. It's true. It is true. Okay. Uh, let's see. I said I would find it, and I found it. Uh-oh. There. Oh, MG. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I There's love that. Heart doors. <laughs> And my wife was fully on board with this. <laughs> I That's love the that. drip right there. 
Seth Rollins better watch out. Oh my God. This should be the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, for the past year and a half on this podcast, I've got this one shirt in my office. And I just toss this on sometimes when I don't want to wear a t-shirt. These are almost matching. I know it's we we didn't we did not plan this, but we did plan the pina colada thing. Yes, we did. Uh, no, good for Knox and Shotzi. I mean, I felt like the crowd got into it, but this is where there were just yeah started to be a little bit of a lull. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, you can't have nothing but peaks. You know, something's something's got to have a valley. But I really oh, and this this is a match with Liv Morgan and Zelina Vega on commentary, right? Yeah, that was. Oh, that was the worst thing on the show. I, that yeah, was it was. Awful. It was. They sound like like I'm watching a bad version of Mean Girls. It's bad. <laughs> they sound like high schooler, like middle school girls feuding. I don't like it. They need to just just to just be a little bit more serious. It sounds very whiny, and I want to get behind them, but I didn't like this on commentary at all. Yeah, I didn't mind it so much from Zelina because she's a heel. That's her role. But it was like right. Liv Morgan was trying to be just as obnoxious as her and trying to compete with her obnoxiousness instead of just uh, being just a level-headed babyface because Liv as a babyface wrestler is incredible. And I think these fans can really get behind her. But on commentary, my goodness, it's like, good thing this crowd didn't hear this because this was not right. good. <laughs> Damn, old friend. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and then after, uh, yeah, I mean, so yeah, they got into it. Uh, Tamina attacked Liv. Natalia grabbed Zelina. So all of them are going to be in the Money in the Meg match. Uh, Shotzi and Knox are not, but now they're the new number one. How do you guys feel about Tamina being the last person added to the match? There was so much fantasy booking going on, and then they add Tamina. What do you guys think? I heard Becky's name out there. Sasha might come back. Sonia. I thought it was going to be Sonia. I was rooting for Sonia Deville to put herself in the match. Could still happen. Yeah, I'm picking. I'm kind of thinking Sonia's going to win. Part of me thinks that some swerve is going to happen in this match. Okay. Okay, hopefully. Antoine, two dollars saying Liv's jersey roots came. Yeah, out. they did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great, but they shouldn't have booked her like this. I, I didn't think she came off as a babyface in this segment. If she was a heel, but even then, this was a very annoying segment to get through, and I, I don't think they did live any favors uh, based on the fact that they're really building her as the, the top babyface of this match. Yeah. Okay, so one thing we did confirm though tonight: Bianca Belair is hella over with the crowd. Oh my yes. god! Yes. So excited to hear that reaction for Bianca. It's exactly what I wanted it to be. And there was people that were there that were telling me that it felt much louder in person than what it might have came out on TV. So good for her. Absolutely. So her match tonight against Carmella for the SmackDown Women's title. No surprise that Bianca won. Um, Love the new entrance graphics they had with her. I mean, just her presence. Like, this was just such a great moment. So well received. Um, Issa, what did you think of this match? Um, yeah, I, it was very predictable. We all knew Bianca was winning, but I really wanted to see her out there just to hear the crowd reaction. It did not disappoint. I gotta give Carmela some props. She had that feel with Sasha and she kind of stood her own against Sasha and she did it again with Bianca tonight. I know a lot of people were not, you know, in agreement with, with Carmela getting this match, but I feel like she's improving in the ring a lot more than what people give her credit to. She was great tonight, but the, the best one won and I'm excited to see Bianca be where I figure she will be with the crowd. She's a great baby face. You have to root for her. You just have to. Yeah. That, very well put. A tremendous baby face. This was great because you could have watched this. And I'm sure there's a lot of people like this who just stopped watching wrestling over the pandemic. And maybe this is the first time they've come back into it with no context. And you'll know this is the biggest star on the show, arguably, in that between the entrance, the announcements, and the match itself, this 
crowd getting into her and chanting EST throughout the building. And I do agree that the, the crowd did seem maybe kind of a little muted because when you would look the visual of the wide yeah. shot, these people are on their feet cheering and clapping. And even though it was loud, you would think it would sound much louder than that. And it was. Uh, but I, I think in the building, it had to have just sounded like it was so great because I thought Bianca was was great in this match. I thought Carmella was uh, pretty good. But this was a good kind of old school babyface versus heel championship match. And they did a good job with Bianca making her look like a star, which, you know, was the directive of this segment. And it was a home run. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What it needed to be. See, Marco Chile, 299, saying Shotzi reminds me of Lita, star potential. Oh, I, I think Shotzi is going to be huge. Yeah, me too. Sure. That's, that's actually really, really good. I didn't think about that until now. He said that and I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's, I mean, honestly, that's the challenge of her pairing with with Knox, with uh, Tegan. Is just, I mean, Shotzi is such a standout. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and listen, that tank, I mean, you talk about merchandise. They do toys with that tank. Um, I'm sure younger kids would have fun playing with it and riding it around, doing something with Hot Wheels maybe. I think there's a lot of potential with Shotzi to make a lot of money for that company. Well, and oh, here's God. the crazy You're thing. Gonna, they're going to okay. sell like real replicas that kids can ride, but then grown men are going to buy them and ride them into the arenas to go to yeah, the shows. Are. It's going to be such a mess through security. Oh, no. Don't give them ideas. They're going to have signs like, no tanks past this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're going to have tank parking spots outside of the arena. <laughs> yeah, that's how you make money. That's an even better idea. That's how you make money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you, though. So this is why for Tegan Knox, I'm worried. Ember Moon looked Shotzi's equal. Ember has all that experience, has that look, has that presence, that swagger. She's yeah. a character. Knox needs to turn it up to 11. Like you can't be, or they have to make her completely the straight woman right? to her loud flamboyant partner. You know, they've got to find a way to balance this. Like, I think it's putting her in a tough position. It is. Yeah. It is. She looks very different next to where, where Ember Moon did not. Like, Ember Moon and Chatsy was a 50-50 equal yin-yang. This is not really, doesn't feel that way. Um, but you got to give Tegan Knox her time. I'm sure she'll get, I'm sure know, she will. she'll get a grasp of her character, whatever it is supposed to be <laughs> at this point. Vince is backstage going, I thought she was like a wizard or something. No. Um, well, Tegan Knox, I thought she was an iPhone. Because, you know, charging. <laughs> the battery. Yeah. Touché. She should come out with one of those, like, cell phone, like, outside the cellular store, you know? No, she <laughs> should just start, she should just start, like, dying halfway through the mask. To the match, and then somebody has to like plug her in. <laughs> they should have the charger on the screen, and then as it gets yeah. more and more, everybody's like, "Tag her in! She's charged! She's charged up!" Shots that is solid. In. It's like it's like in two K. Yeah. You want to hit your special meter, and like you know. Yeah, when she's not when she's not tagged in, she's like plugged in. There's like a she's like a freaking Tesla now. <laughs> this is why one of us has to get a job in creative. Like, get this. Got Baron Corbin's Life of Crime. We'll touch on that in a minute. We've got my idea that Bray Wyatt can possess people and be a different wrestler playing Bray each week. Like, yeah. there's so much. There's so much creative can do. Um, oh, man. Uh, Chad Gable and Otis were cutting a promo talking about what the locker room smells like. Fear. It smells like fear. They smell fear. Wouldn't that be Houston then? Because, I mean, this is a whole new locker room. So maybe it's like the city itself. <laughs> Yeah. You know, maybe maybe they're just not used to like leaving the Thunderdome and forgot what you know the outside smells like. Yeah, it might be barbecue that they're smelling. And if there yeah. was any humor, Cesaro when he interrupted them should have had Febreze and just been walking in. Just like... <laughs> now that you mention it, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> at least there were at least there were no jokes when they're talking about smell and taste. Like no jokes at Otis's expense. So I, I give it give them a little more credit for that. But man, Otis just uh, this is not Otis. This is like a Doppler danger. Like I don't know what they did with him. Yeah. I don't know. Something is going on here. Otis this was so Otis. over before. Otis tonight was not over. He was the most over guy, arguably, before everything shut down, and he was just on this rocket launcher. And it's almost like they took everything that makes him special, and they said, okay, take that away. No beard, no charisma, no... No Mandy Rose. No worm. No Mandy Rose. He just sits there, and he's a machine. Literally, they said it on the show. He's a machine. He delivers his lines robotically. Like They've completely overthought and butchered this character beyond belief, and it's very sad to see. It is. uh, Tonight... So there was there was DQ finish to this uh, with Gable attacking Cesaro. Cesaro interrupted it was Otis versus Cesaro, but Gable attacked DQ, uh, and then they got into it. I mean, uh, look, in a way, this is good because Cesaro's an opportunity. It's going to be like a solid match. There's a lot they can do with this, but um, I don't know, man. We can all agree Cesaro's push is over, right? From oh, facing yeah. Roman yeah. to facing this. I will say one of the more over things on this show was the fans wanting that swing. They really, really got into him doing that swing, and they're going to build to him doing it to Otis. But it's a move that's over that he does. Uh, he just needs the whole package. But uh, they were very excited to see the swing. Yeah, it also proves that people cannot count. They never count that swing yeah. correctly. It, it drives me crazy. <laughs> they need to decide when the revolution starts because I don't think they can all get on the same page with that, and it always seems like they're behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, AJ in the uh, chat proving the point. Just Google Chotzi. She has a great look. Maybe I'll watch her match. Hey. Visuals, hey. I mean, that's a big part of what gets into it. Characters. I mean, think back uh, when I was a kid and like Transformers versus GoBots. Transformers looked so much cooler. GoBots, <laughs> did, you yeah. know, yeah, like never had a chance. The dorky Scooter named Scooter like was not cool, but everyone wanted Optimus Prime. Yeah. You could change know, him in a car. You could change him in other things. You don't always have to have the toy of the robot there. And you could, there's plenty of stuff you can do with them. Watching old commercials the other night on that 80s commercial vault channel, and I've forgotten about the Transformers that like the Decepticons that were disguised as Autobots. Yeah. And you had to like rub the decal to see if it was really a Decepticon or an Autobot. <laughs> We're watching way too many commercials lately. We put it on the other night. We've been through in the last month, we've gone through volumes one through 200. So yeah, each one of those is about 10 minutes. But we just put that on in the evening and just let it go, you know, and watch old 80s commercials. It's great. Great way to spend an evening. Um, so, Biggie backstage with Paul Heyman. This is the sitcom I want this fall. This is good. I, I like that they, you know, positioned Biggie next to Paul Heyman. Listen, this is a good night for Biggie if we're talking about that Raj Geary math you're, you're referring to, because not only was he rubbing shoulders with Paul Heyman, but as we'll get into later, you know, did not win. But, you know, if you pay attention to how WWE books, maybe they're setting him up to win, but you never know. Money in the Big is always very unpredictable, so I'm not getting my hopes up too high. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was good to hear um, the crowd react to Biggie as soon as you said, oh, Paul Heyman, you could hear the pop. They still Yeah, him. yeah, they really pop for him. Yeah, and then, okay, this might have been my segment of the night, Baron Corbin. not the high point of the night but the best promo of the night yeah um only got like one or two what chance that was good but talking about his hardship and i love how he talks about like uh you know savings investments might lose the house and his daughter is sick she has to eat spaghetti from a can (laughs) they had to fire their maid like and then actually this was the best part go back and watch this on the replay 
Corbin said that you're good at things are so bad they're gonna have to move in with his wife's parents. They pan to the crowd and there's a guy turning to his friend and be like, ha, like you had to do. Like <laughs> laughing at his buddy. <laughs> I missed that. I gotta go back and see that. That's hilarious. Yeah, like you could see the exact thing where he's like pointing at him and laughing, and the guy's like, No, oh, what are you gonna do? You got me. Uh this was great. And then uh Corbin funds, then they registered it, and if you want to know. Oh, here's a story for 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 the dirt sheets. How how long ago did they come up with Corbin Funds? Wednesday, because that's when it was registered. The domain CorbinFund.com, wow. uh, not a functional website. It's a JPEG. Yeah, it's, it's an actual web. I mean, it, yeah, it's a website yeah, that the links best, to a JPEG. The best part about it is if you visit it, it said that due to financial difficulties, this website is under construction. So he's so broke that he cannot even put his own funded website together. I thought that was a nice touch. <laughs> this character is awesome. And I'm glad that because, of course, like I'm sure a lot of people did, I went to that site to make sure it wasn't a fully functioning site because wrestling fans are some of the most loyal people in the world. And there would be oh, some God. people. They would have given money. me money. I they almost paid money at it. So I, was, I, had to, I had to go to it. I was like, this thing is real. But yeah, no, it's just a JPEG. It's yeah, thank God. You got to protect people from themselves sometimes. But, but I'm I telling you, it. what did I say? That he needed to join a life of crime. And what is better than a fake fun? website you know how many people yeah. have fallen for that mm. for sure like a Ponzi yeah <laughs> but here if they had any balls they would have had him out in the parking lot selling bootleg wwe t-shirts tonight during the oh, during the show they, they absolutely should do that, that. kind of like how they have the, the new days to go out there and throw out uh, cheesesteaks to everybody to get the crowd kind of warmed up they, that would be really funny if he had the like we'll work for food or something like that shirt on no but just i mean every time i go to a wwe event there's a guy out there with like yeah. A big stack of like two dozen shirts selling them for like 10 bucks a pop. Yeah. You know, but yeah. no, and I have to say, I like the restraint. Here's this was like weird sophistication on WWE's part, or maybe Vince thinks this is what poverty is. Cause I was gonna say, it's kind of sophisticated that they're not making fun of people that are actually broken, struggling where he's like, well, I've got my mansion. I had to let my maid go. Like now we're eating this instead of this, but it's like, maybe that's what Vince thinks real poverty is like, Oh my God, <laughs> you have to fire your maid. Like you're going to next stop the soup kitchen. Going to Skid Row after this, you know? You have to repossess your Bugatti? <laughs> also, I'm extremely concerned for his daughter because I see him on Twitter all the time making some really good meals. But he said the daughter is eating spaghetti out of a can. So who's eating these meats that he's grilling? Or has he resorted to selling this food that he's cooking because he's so broke? I don't know. Just throwing that out there. And there is something. It is astounding whoever realized that him letting his hair grow back makes him look so schlubby yes you I know it makes the act that it really just, does it's worse every week because he just keeps growing it out and i like like he's not necessarily seeking sympathy they're still playing the heel card where he got a great heel reaction i think he you know right next to roman reigns in terms of getting booed and he's being like passive aggressive like you know kevin come on you don't spend any money on your clothes and then he told <laughs> texas he's like you know i know the people in texas are very cheap but so this is great he's still being a heel, but yet so it's easier to hate him for being broke yeah, yeah, so everybody donate to Baron Corbin. Uh, in fact, Bidmoon499 says either half of my super chat went to the Corbin Fund. Great show tonight. Uh, Joe Kerr wants to know the happy Corbin finisher be called the happy ending. Oh, man. Please. I could kind that if it were the Attitude Era, absolutely. You could call it happy. Happy ending is just a happy ending, man. I don't know what you're called happy endings on ABC. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's network TV. You can say happy ending on network TV. There's nothing wrong with it. I bet you Vince won't know the double entendre meaning of it, though, which will make it even better. 
Yeah, yeah, I think he'd love that. I think he'd pop for that. He, he likes that kind of stuff. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be a T-shirt. It'll uh, give the other terrible ones a run for their money. Uh, but no, this was fantastic tonight. Kevin Owens interrupts. Um, yes, uh, he said, Kevin, clearly you don't spend money on clothes. Like uh, <laughs> Kevin hitting him with a stunner. Uh, this was great. Baron Corbin, hottest act in WWE right now. They were begging for him to take a stunner. By the they were chanting stunner by the end of this segment. Yeah. It's good. And then uh, KO staying out there because we had the Fatal 4 in the main event preview of Money in the Bank. Kevin Owens versus Big E versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. Rick Boogs playing Shinsuke out to the ring. And maybe they didn't mess with the audio. I would have thought the crowd, even if you didn't know who Rick Boogs was, the fact you've got a guy coming out there doing that, in my mind, that is like the cheapest pop you can get from a crowd. It's like, how's everybody doing tonight? You know, like... We love you, Houston. Like, it's just pure just catnip for live audiences. Right, right. Yeah. Agree. But I think they just wanted to get to sing in Shinsuke's team because they did They did sing the song, and Shinsuke was feeling it. I love seeing. There was a couple of them that had such a reaction to seeing that crowd, and I felt so happy for the performers that had to go from performing in front of so many people to performing in front of no one. You know, tonight was such a big deal for them. How do you keep it together, you know? Like, yeah. I'm surprised nobody got too emotional or anything. Shinsuke, you could tell, was feeling that moment, and it was awesome to see. Yeah. That was great. It reminded me like of that WrestleMania entrance, that great WrestleMania entrance he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, years he should have won that night. He should have won that night. And he, you, when Shinsuke feeds off that crowd, he did this in Japan too. You could just, he puts his entire body into it. And it was great to see that because, you know, it's hard to do that every single week. If there's nobody in the building, you feel like an idiot if you're just like jumping around. But with people there, he really feeds off that energy. Antoine Fair, $5, saying you can't say happy ending without thinking of a happy ending. LOL, come on, son. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of a fairy tale, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. Which, I don't know if this is related or not. I used to live in Koreatown right next to a spa, and at least once a month there will be police there breaking something up. But, you know. Anyhow, back to the fatal four-way tonight. Because <laughs> I don't got time to edit this podcast after we get done. <laughs> say what they were breaking up. I said the police would be there. <laughs> Kevin Owens versus Big E versus Shinsuke versus Rollins. Uh, great match. Went on for a decent amount of time. Seth Rollins got the win. So, and then went, and I hate when they do this. I hate when they unhook the Money in the Bank briefcase before and grab it. And like, see, this is what I'm going to look like on Sunday. It's like I pre-won it now. Don't even bother showing up. I'm the winner. Yay. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's. I think it's lame, but they went off the air with that. It was a good visual, whatever. Um, but, so your prediction, Alfred, is that because Seth won tonight, Big E is going to get it on Sunday? I mean, uh, more so because Big E got pinned tonight. And oh, it yeah. just seems like they're trending toward it. As the smart money has started, you know, the smart money will really come in Sunday. Uh, but as the lines have moved, they've moved in Big E's favor. So there is a push kind of. It seems like he's more and more of a favorite. I think it makes sense for Big E to win. Uh, and, uh, you know, who knows? It's always, it always seems very random. I, I, I think I very rarely have I ever correctly predicted the Money in the Bank winner. And, you know, Brock freaking Lesnar won it a couple of years ago. So who knows who could win this one? But it looks like Biggie's trending toward winning that thing. Issa, who you got? I was really, I was really rooting for Seth or Shinsuke. As soon as I saw him win tonight and climb that ladder, I was like, yeah, Seth's not happening, right? I would love to see Big E win it. Um, I think Shinsuke will be super entertaining with it. The thing with the men's money in the bank is that as long as it's not Drew McIntyre, I'm not going to be mad. 
And it's oh. going to be so, such a good match. Like, we saw Ricochet and John Morrison on Raw, and then we saw this Fatal 4-Way tonight. Kevin Owens, that spot that he did on Tushinsky on the announce table, this match on Sunday, who cares who wins? It's going to be probably, yeah. it, it, it's, on paper, could be one of the best Money in the Bank ladder matches we see with the participants alone. So I'm just excited to see it. As long as they all just take out Drew McIntyre right away, I'm going to be perfectly happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. Here's what I like about this match. There is some potential in terms of storyline with potential winners, whether it's Riddle's doing that thing with Randy Orton where maybe Randy Orton gets jealous of him if he wins. Big E, if he wins the Money in the Bank, you know, Lashley's feuding with the New Day right now, so that might end up with Big E cashing in. And then even Drew McIntyre, which I don't want him to win it, but he has that thing where he can't challenge Lashley, so the longer Lashley has it, the more Drew can't challenge Lashley. So it'll be intriguing to see how that plays out, although that's a result I don't want to see. Please, but. Don't, don't, please don't speak it into us. Take it back. Take it back. I'm gonna do to you like Orton does to Riddle. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> <Nikki>. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Orton comes back and helps Riddle instead of costing that. Yeah, I expect to see Orton, and I really hope he doesn't. It's too early to break these two up and to have them turn or anything like that. They still haven't. They're building toward them posing together. They haven't even done that in front of a live crowd, which I think people would pop huge for it. So I do expect to see Orton get involved in that Money in the Bank match, and hopefully it's to help him. But I don't want to see Riddle. I mean, it'll be great if Riddle wins, but I really want to see Big E win this match. I would like to see Shinsuke win. That'd be nice. He's got the crown already. How much more does he need? I mean, he's got everything. Yeah. He's got everything. <laughs> King Rail, five bucks. Biggie has become more serious cheering for the guy. It just seems silly at times, in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. But okay. I, I I would like to see him win. But I agree. I watched his, his uh, documentary and it really kind of changed my mind on that whole, oh, you got to be more serious thing because that's not for him. Like, that, Biggie's not a guy who, when he's himself, is always going to be serious. He knows when to be serious, but at his heart, he, he's kind of a goofball and he, he wants to goof around here and there. But I think he does a good job tempering that. And he did a good job explaining that in that documentary and that, like, you're never going to see me be 100% serious all the time. And I agree with that because I don't think he'd be comfortable doing that. The problem is, it's not. I don't want to say like a serious thing. It just feels like you're doing the new day thing without the new day. Yeah, and, it's a franchise. And that, and that, you know, and I get it because I don't feel like the new day broke up. They just split them because of the brand, right? But it feels like you're still doing the new day and your two bodies are missing. And I, I just feel like there needs to be a change of character. Like something needs to change. True. And I do think if we win the briefcase and he ends up becoming champion, we could see that. See, I think it's more like a CSI Miami sort of situation, and this is just New Day SmackDown, New Day Raw. Yeah. You know, we're just expanding to multiple nights. Right. Yeah, there you go. I like the franchise idea. Yeah. But I think they're going to be reunited soon enough. Me too. Keith Robinson, $2. Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee, uh, Seven Nation Army for his intro. Ooh, an exclusive. Nice. nice. That's perfect. Nice. Great arena song. <laughs> yeah. It is. I personally thought even commentary sounded better today. And I think that McAfee has been so great. But even Michael Cole, you could see how hyped yeah. he was. Like, I don't know. There was, except for the part where the girls were on commentary, I thought even the commentary thing was like even on a different level tonight. It's the well, having energy. a crowd. Yeah. 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 It helps. So a win tonight, even though some stuff was a little repetitive, even though this is a, just a bump in the road towards money in the bank, crowds are back, monumental. Can't ignore that. Energy was the best it's been in a long time. Yeah. 
You know? sure. I think we're going to start seeing the bigger angles coming out of Money in the Bank because you have to remember they still had a show to promote to. So there's a lot of loose ends they had to tie up. So it didn't lend itself to doing all these hot angles. So once the Money in the Bank is wrapped up, I think starting with Raw, it's going to feel like kind of a reset in that, okay, we got some new stories to tell. We got some more people coming back. But this was good. This was a very well-paced show in terms of yeah. uh, what they presented this live crowd. Okay, but why did they add the Usos and the Mysterios for the tag titles on the pre-show? On yeah. the pre-show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, Come on, that, that's like weird. you took off you took off the women's title match that should have made the main car and put like Sami Zayn and Finn Balor. I don't know. You could have put a non-title match, a made-up match, Otis yeah. against uh, I don't know someone on the pre-show. <laughs> I feel like this match should not be on the pre-show. Yeah, and I also feel like, especially if the Usos win, like, it's a lost opportunity to, they were kind of slowly telling that story of not only them winning a match and winning the tag team titles, but them getting back together on the same page and then doing it. And you kind of accelerated that story by just saying, oh, by the way, they're going to fight on the pre-show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is going to be an exciting Sunday. I'm excited to do the, the pay-per-view. It's, yeah, yeah, it's going to be so I great. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be, it's a great pay-per-view to have a crowd back. Money in the Bank is exciting and the and, I think I think there's gonna be some fun matches. I think second to the Royal Rumble, in my opinion. Money that makes my second favorite pay per view. Oh, interesting. So WrestleMania would be third, or or WrestleMania is just kind of tedious, you know. Sometimes I mean, like that's that's a lot of WrestleMania is a lot of wrestling. Like it's good yeah. and it's fun, but it's kind of like the Super Bowl. Actually, it's like the Super Bowl without commercials. We don't even get the the fun commercial stuff <laughs> on WrestleMania. Three straight hours of football. Yeah, well, I, but WrestleMania—it's like the pageantry. I don't know. It just feels like it feels very for the casuals to where I feel like the Royal yeah. Rumble SummerSlam feels more for like hardcore fans, you know. Yeah. So yeah. The WrestleMania, they'll sacrifice a storyline to put a match that people will buy a ticket or a pay per view for toward the other pay per views. We kind of get what we really want to see. But yeah, my favorite is the Royal Rumble. Me yeah. too. Antoine Fair two dollars saying it's Jimmy's punishment to win the title on the pre-show. I, I, I yeah. didn't want to say it. Thank you, Antoine. I didn't want to say it, but that is that is exactly what came to my they mind. They have to win. The they have to win. I mean, yeah, you might. I can see Money in the Bank going off the air with Reigns and the Usos mm. holding their titles in the air, and it's like we run this. That will be beautiful. <laughs> I'm sure you think so. <laughs> would you like that, Glenn? I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, just okay. I would like to see. I want the Sweet Profits to come back and face the Usos at SummerSlam. That yeah, is where are they? I mean, I don't think I've written out, but like, where are they? Injury. Mm. Well, in order for that to happen, we need the Usos to yes, win. Yes, I agree. I agree. It'll be good. Okay, so Sunday, uh, me, Alfred, Disa, are you on Sunday or? I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. Who? Yeah, maybe Justin Labar. Yeah, I think it might be Justin. It'll be good to see Justin again. I'll get him to run that Vince impression into the ground. <laughs> cool. Hey, everyone. Have a good weekend. Uh, he is at This Is Nasty. She's at NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with the one. Raj Giri really needs to update that on-screen graphic. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Follow us all for our random musings on the Twitters. And uh, we'll get you back here Sunday on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Have a good weekend, everyone. Good night.